Now, the reason we did a magnification quiz is because we're talking today about magnifying Jesus in our lives, making Jesus bigger in our lives, making our understanding of Jesus bigger in our lives. Now, I want to find out here uh, who here has been uh, a follower of Jesus for somewhere between naught and 10 years. If you've been a follower of Jesus somewhere between naught and 10 years, raise a hand. If you've been a follower of Jesus for longer than 10 years, keep your hand raised up. Anything long, anyone longer than 20, 30 40 years? Amazing. Amazing. Now, some of us have been following Jesus for a long time, others not so much. But I want to tell you that everybody here this morning, no matter how long you've been following Jesus, whether it's just been for uh, a few months or whether it's been for many, many years, your vision of Jesus isn't big enough. Because it never is. Because we can always discover more about Jesus. But magnifying Jesus is not about zooming in closer. It's about doing something very different. Now, I've got another picture here, Paul. I think there was another slide, if you might need to get the PowerPoint up. I want you to imagine that you're in an art gallery. And as you go around the art gallery, you go to the pictures and you look at them like this. You go right up to the picture and you look just at one part of it really, really closely. And you can probably, you can probably all tell what that is, yeah? Shout it out. And you only know that because you know that actually it looks like this. Next slide. Because you've seen it in its entirety. So you know it's the Mona Lisa. You recognize those individual parts because you've seen it in its entirety. Now, if you'd only ever seen the forehead in your life, you wouldn't have known what the rest of the picture looked like. And I think that's a little bit like that when it comes to Jesus. That magnifying Jesus is not about zooming in closer to specific things about him. It's actually about widening out our vision of him and seeing the bigger picture of who he is. And that's what the letter of Hebrews is really, really good for. I don't know when was the last time you sat down and wrote Hebrews. And we don't know entirely who wrote Hebrews. There's a lot of arguments about whether it was Paul or whether it wasn't Paul. To be honest, it doesn't really matter. Because whoever it was who wrote Hebrews had an amazing picture of Jesus and who he was. You just even just have to read the first chapter and your mind is blown by who he describes Jesus to be. It is amazing. And in the chapter we've just heard, it talks about one of the amazing things that Jesus did in dying for our sins, uh, giving us forgiveness, being that sacrificial uh, lamb for us, making that one sacrifice once and for all. And then it says at the end, and this is the key thing from this passage, it says that he's coming again to bring salvation to those who know him. Not know about him, but who know him. Do we know him? Those of you who are young, I want you to answer this question. And those of you who are older, I want you to remember when you were asked this question the first time. What do you want to be when you grow up? Toby, footballer. Not surprised. Uh, Abigail, a hydrologist. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I had to look up what that was as well. Thank you, Octonauts. Um, uh, uh, any, any of the adults remember when, what their answers to that used to be? Who can remember when, when they were asked what they want to be when they, when they grow up? Jane? I wanted to cook and teach cookery. Wanted to teach, go, cook and teach cookery. Jan? I wanted to be a poet. Not a treasurer. You are. Ah, okay. You wanted to be a poet. Sarah? I wanted to work in the 
You wanted to work in a fluffy toy factory. You wanted to be a nurse. Brilliant. Uh, can anyone actually uh, remember, remember saying what they wanted to be when they grew up and they are actually doing that now or have actually done it? Yeah, there's a few hands going up. Brilliant. That You said what you wanted to be when you were younger and you grew up and that's what you wanted to be. When I was younger, I used to say I wanted to be a vet. I'm not. Uh, but that's fine, because uh, God had better plans and different plans. Uh, yeah, pet, well, we do do the pet blessing service once a year, but that's not quite the same. <laughs> but here's the thing. None of you have actually answered the question. I asked, what do you want to be when you grow up? You have all answered what you want to do. We are not defined by what we do. We are defined by who we are. In Christ. And the same is true of Jesus. Jesus did come to die for our sins. That's not who he is. That's something he did. The question was, do you know who he is? Do you know Jesus? Not just for what he's done for you, which we are eternally grateful for, but for who he really is. We sang some of the things of what he is just now, and that only begins to scratch the surface. If you sit and read Hebrews, it only begins to scratch the surface. If you sit and read all four Gospels, it will only begin to scratch the surface. Because there is always more to discover about Jesus and who he is it's all about our relationship with him. Getting to know him personally, deeply. And seeing that bigger picture of who he is for you, for me, for the whole world. Because what he came to do for us streams from that place of who he is. He only did what he did because of who he is. Do we know him? Our challenge, our encouragement from the youngest to the oldest is always to get to know him better. Every day. In prayer, through worship, through relationship, through talking to others who know him, through reading about him in his word. Let's commit ourselves to know him. To truly know him. Amen.